0: Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. This episode features one of the three guests on my hour-long NPR show heard every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it has broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know, because I care about people who care about cats, dogs, and other creatures who share our planet. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival and the New York Cat Film Festival, which travel America and Canada, supporting local animal welfare groups. I could not bring you this show without the support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian who's created a variety of litters to please any cat, as well as inventing clean protein cat foods based on the protein found in cats' natural prey. This show is also made possible with the generous sponsorship of Waruva, the fam owned Foreman Pet Food Company, named after their rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa, where all their recipes in cans and pouches are human edible because they're made in a human food facility. Good enough for you to eat, but your cats won't appreciate that. I am so pleased to find a woman entrepreneur in the pet business who seems indefatigable. She has one store, and the one store, as far as I can tell, has made her a superstar in the world of holistic pet wellness, nutrition, toys. It's just amazing. Jonna Devereaux has a store in Rhode Island called Fetch Rhode Island. And I kept reading her getting awards. And I thought, how does one woman with one store get so many awards? So Jonna, welcome to the show. I've spent a lot of time on your website staring at all the really extraordinary products that you sell and have clearly found and sourced and dug through the, you know, found the needle in the haystack. And I just think it's so cool that you have not tried, I guess I should say, not tried to multiply yourself. Maybe you have tried to clone yourself, but I kind of think it's cool that there's one of you in one place and everybody comes to you. Is that kind of how it works? It is, and thank you for having me. You know, one of the reasons, and I get a lot of requests
1: to open stores in other locations. I believe it. And I'm a firm believer that if I cannot ensure that you will have the same experience at each store, then there's no reason to open them. So I have my flagship store, and it will be the only store. Wow. And it's the one that I'm at. But you're right. People come um, from a, a broad, multiple states. They, dra- they travel across Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Um, And I even have some people that contact me nationwide to try to get, um, you know, information from me, uh, product recommendations. So it's,
0: I'm blessed. Well, you you put your heart and soul into it and you you didn't live the American dream, which is get big and fat and get sold and leave. (laughs) (laughs) That seems to be a sad American (laughs) thing, right? I mean, maybe it's a universal human thing. It's so clear that your heart and soul is in that store. Because when I look at the pictures on the website photos, I see products on the shelves, some of which I know, but it's not like you have 18 different versions of something. You have a company you like, and then you have products I've never seen before. And since all I do is sniff around dog and cat products, you can well imagine that for, for you to surprise me is quite <laughs> remarkable. <laughs> um, I also, so so let's just talk a minute about how you started this store, because for many stores, restaurants, shops, what have you, the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, put many of them out of business or ground them to their knees. And I just see your store from all that I see and hear and read about as just quietly flourishing throughout all that time. So can you kind of give us the historical arc? Because I think that women entrepreneurs can be definitely role models for others. And and maybe even a good reality check for people about how to go about doing something and doing it well. So how did you start?
1: So I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit and I was a small business owner prior to my opening Fetch.R.I. What was the catalyst and the, what changed the trajectory of my life was I was volunteering at a local animal shelter to Rhode Island and um, I was there and I'm going to say, like maybe two or three months, and a little pit bull had come in or a pit bull mix, whatever right. you want to call it. Right. Came in and was pregnant. And two weeks later, she gave birth, and I happened to be volunteering, and I met the puppies when they were three days old. And of course.
0: Oh, well, that's how you melted. got your babies. <laughs> 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 they're all over your website, and they're not little pities either.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so my heart melted, and there were seven uh, little puppies. And, you know, I was basically clearing out or cleaning out the, the, um, the kennel that they were in and I put six of them in and the last one, the seventh one I put in. And while the other six were looking at the mom, this one turned around and looked back at me. My heart melted. I lifted (laughs) him up. I looked at at the animal control officer and said, I think this is my boy and I'm going to call him Diego. And that was really how it started. So Diego, um, Ended up being, you know, a very typical story where he grew up. You know, I kind of, I was able to bond with him obviously because I was at the shelter all the time. I took him home at eight weeks, which is, you know, the norm. Right. And put him at that time, what I thought was the best food, gave him the best treats, and I found myself in the veterinarian's office probably once a month with either him having rashes, him having ear infections, just kind of a slew of issues that I knew, you know. um, because I'm also I'm I'm very natural. I've been working with herbs for two decades. So I knew something wasn't right. And food being the foundation of that, I started questioning, maybe it's what I'm feeding him. And this is after me having exhausted probably 10 or 12 really expensive pet foods that were on the market at that time. And he was my catalyst. I learned really fast that food is really the foundation of all good health. And it is medicine as far as I'm concerned. His body responded to what I was doing in, um, and I was very ignorant, right, to what I was doing. I, I had opened a book and kind of was trying to follow what a book was telling me to do and his body responded and I was like, huh, okay. So I started down the road of wanting to learn more. I have a very inquisitive mind and I wanted to, you know, absorb as much information as I could about canine nutrition. Went down the road of becoming a clinical pet nutritionist and along the path I opened up fetch ri because i realized i'm not the only pet owner having these problems i want to have a location where other pet parents who love their dog as much as i love mine can go to and have high quality ingredients that are you know limited ingredients um just as a, a place a haven for them let's call it where they could come get information get some education and really help their animals thrive um and so that's really how Fetch.R.I. came to be. Um, and then I adopted my little girl, Lola, a few years later, who was also a rescue because I'm a big uh, supporter of rescues. And that's kind of that's how Fetch.R.I. Came
0: into existence. That's hilarious. That is the worst rendition of a story I've ever heard, Jonna. Can I just tell you? I mean, okay, she falls in love with a weensy teensy puppy and realized the food is highly processed that's out there and this dog didn't, it didn't agree with this dog and she too didn't agree with the idea of things that aren't chemical or that are chemical. So, okay, that is not an explanation of how you could create a store from the ground up that is so homey and welcoming but chock full of extraordinary products. I mean, you had oh, to have please. five dollars or more in the bank. How do you start that, and how do you keep adding? And how do you how did you you have all the you have a blog, you have a newsletter, you're just out there, and and you could also have online shopping. It's not that people have to go to the mecca in Rhode Island, but they kind of want to. How did yeah. you how did you get this bigger vision, but that's still contained within your own state town life? But it was way beyond just, yeah, other people must have these questions. That's different than saying, hmm, how do you get the skews on the shelf? And how do you, where do you warehouse the extra? I saw you have a darling little curtain, like an old-fashioned vanity table. And probably you have some of your overstock under there. But absolutely. <laughs> yes, I mean, I saw that because I'm staring at the store thinking she's pulled this off with just her own Passion and grit, but there's there's something more. You never went to business school. You didn't take any. Didn't you have some mentor who guided no. you through? Nothing.
1: So let me tell you. You know, I think everything has has. You have to that first step, and for me, the first step was my passion. And I knew what I was passionate about, and what I I, I saw a vision of what I wanted. I had no idea how to get there. I had never wow. worked in retail. I had no retail experience. So let me tell you, it was you know the first. Um, six months prior to my opening, I was looking for places that I could, um, house the business where we, uh, reside now is in a different location than when I originally opened. Um, but I just, this is really not good business, uh, nor advice. I (laughs) just jumped in with both feet, knowing that the passion and with my ability, oh, that I will follow through and I will succeed from heck or high water. I went forth and I, I started doing a lot of research. I knew what I didn't want for SKUs, right? That was right. the easiest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The hard part, finding the, the, the product that checked all of my boxes. And it continues to be a, a hard process. You mentioned that there's, you know, I don't just bring in a brand. There are a lot of brands that are out there, but a lot of brands have only one or two products that have ingredient formulations that I can stand by that I would actually give to my own pets. And if I won't give it to my own pets, I will not bring it into my store. I don't care how many people ask me for it. I have to believe in it. And so it's that type of passion and that type of belief that I guess customers are drawn to my store like, you know, uh, bees to honey, we'll say, because they know that I do my homework so they don't have to. They know that I want to invest in my pet's wellness, not their sickness. And I want you to do the same. And that is something that you just can't, there's no business model for that,
0: right? There's no, it's, there is not, and, and you are a- you are clearly very, very picky. I mean, you only have, as far as I can tell, maybe you have other toys in the store. Westpaw is a lovely company, but you clearly yeah. like some of their designs and their ideas and the fact that it they're, they're toys that aren't just mindless. They seem to engage the dog and maybe engage the dog and the person. It's really interesting. There's a lot of choices out there, and some of them seem to me, and I'm pretty picky too, to be about parallel to each other. But you clearly have an even pickier checklist. And I think maybe that's the answer, is that there is so much noise and so much confusion and so much, it's not misinformation or disinformation, just so much opinion out there about how to look after a dog, what to feed them, that to have someone who says, well, this is my opinion, and I put my mon- my mouth where your money is going to go. So come in right. the store. I mean, I guess that's sort of what it boils down to. But I also saw that you're involved in the creation of some products. And and that doesn't seem like you'd have time in the day for that. During the, the, the Christmas and stuff holidays, you couldn't even have time to write an email. You had some staffing problem. So there you were behind the counter, probably, I don't know, 12 or 14 hours a day. And doing it yeah. probably with a smile. Talk about Bow Wow Labs and what that is.
1: Yeah. So Bow Wow Labs is a phenomenal uh, company. It's an innovative company that really the mission is to keep dogs safe, healthy and happy. I was approached um, by them about three years ago after I had been named a trailblazer in the pet industry by uh, Pets Plus Magazine, which is a national magazine, Um, because they were just that they were in their infancy and they were kind of growing. They had created this amazing safety device called the Bow Wow Buddy. I saw what It's not a toy. It's a safety device that allows dogs all of the benefits of long-term chewing that comes from bully sticks or collagen sticks or yak cheese chews, that you can put this in the Bow Wow Buddy and it prevents them from swallowing that last one inch of chew. So that last one inch is the potential for a choking hazard. It has the potential for intestinal obstruction, for esophageal obstruction. And so this safety device allows your dog all of the mental benefits, the oral health benefits. The, just you know, it, it allows you to have a Zoom meeting, right? Right, <laughs> and have your dogs occupied, yes, and with safety. So it gives the parent peace of mind. And when I realized that this was their kind of foundational piece, and they wanted me a me to be a part of their company and to help them expand um, as the chief nutrition officer, it was kind of a no brainer for me. I mean, it was a no brainer, right? I knew there were other products on the market that said that they could hold bully sticks or long-term chews. But I know as having a retail store that there are dogs that got them out of those devices. And there was nothing like this on the market. And, you know, my passion being dogs and cats, but for this specific company, dogs, you know, I really wanted to get on that team and stand behind it and, and stand beside them. And so um, I was very fortunate that they brought me on. We've since expanded our, our products into multiple treats, um, we came out with a four-in-one toothbrush and toothpaste gel. Ooh. You know, a lot of people don't think about the direct correlation between oral health and overall health in the, the body, distant organs, the cardiovascular system. There's a direct correlation with oral bacteria and heart health. Yep. And so... I- able to now take what I do locally in Rhode Island and the surrounding states and people that come visit me, and I've been given a platform where I can now talk to people on a national level, and I can help dogs on a national level. And so it gives me goosebumps because never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd have that opportunity.
0: That you'd be on that soapbox on Hyde Park Corner telling the world what you knew and what you believed in. And I think the crowd would be large and is large around you. And you've won other awards. I mean, I think that you just sort of have kept your head down and done what you believed in and done it the way you wanted to. And as you said, it couldn't be a business model for anyone but you because you are a workhorse and a determined one. You know, you you could pull that whole dog sled all by yourself, so to speak. I mean, you'd like some help. That'd be good. But you could do it all by yourself. And I think that's a fabulous quality. And it's not always that somebody with your temperament winds up with a big success. You could also wind I, up, you know, tanking financially, but feeling, you know, uh, morally uh, superior kind of thing, right? Right. That's
1: definitely not me, but I practice what I preach. You know, I'm the person that my dog gets five miles a day that we walk every day. She's eating what I'm telling other people to feed their dogs. So I am my audience. And so that's what makes it so easy, right? I, I know the people on the other side that are craving information. I was there, you know, 10, 12 years ago when Diego, 12 years ago now, when he was just a puppy. So I know what people want. And I'm here to kind of, you know, you said a lot of what's on the Internet is opinion. There's a lot of misinformation on the Internet as well. And so I want to be, you know, a a resource for people so that they can do the best for their animals as possible.
0: And it's not only misinformation on the Internet. It's what people say to each other in the dog park. I mean, if you overhear people saying things about dog behavior, dog nutrition, dog wellness of any kind, Some of them are about 40% right. That's about as much as I'll give them because they picked up something from something someone else said, and they expanded on it, and then they added to it something someone else said. So to have a place to come, I mean, that's sort of when I wrote The Dog Bible, what I intended that book to be. But ideas and information and products evolve all the time. So the beauty of the internet in a good way or having boots on the ground like you do now or I do here is to constantly be able to evolve with evolving information, advice, products, and stuff. We have run out of time, Jonna Devereaux, but I think P- Fetch RI is great. And as you can tell, I think you're great. I just um, I hope other people of any gender would see what you're doing. And if they cared that much, they could maybe shadow you and see if they could do it too. Thank you so much no. for all you're doing for all the dogs beyond your own too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. There are a few more special companies that make this show possible. I hope you will support all of these companies because they stand behind my mission, which is to bring you delightfully informative Pet Talk Radio. Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, creates holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. They make many non-chemical products for the inside and outside of your pets, as well as innovative foods like no-hide chews and the hybrid dry food wisdom, which sometimes is all that my Weimaraner Maisie will eat. I'm very grateful also to Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two extraordinary women, Allison and Hannah, who cook dog food from the most pristine human edible ingredients and ship it to your door in frozen pouches. It's higher quality and more ethically sourced than my own food. Thanks again for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this one-guest version of Dog Talk and Kitties 2 and we will listen to other episodes sometime soon.